Chapter 4 Inside the Gates In his training with the Snake Men Squad, Justin had learned an entire language of commands to control killer dogs. He could get them to halt and to sit in German, Russian, Swahili, Chinese, Japanese, Arabic, and a dozen other tongues. But he had no idea in what country he was now, not even which continent. His canine vocabulary would be of no use here. He had only seconds to spare. No way could Solid Snake outrun this pack of trained attack dogs. Without a weapon, he couldn't even defend himself. Even if he managed to snatch up a branch from the jungle floor and use it as a club, Hawley was no match for half a dozen frenzied attack dogs who lived only to tear out an intruder's throat. Suddenly an idea struck him. It was a crazy idea, but it could be his only chance. Throwing himself to the ground, Hawley raised himself on all fours like a giant cat, bracing himself as the dogs came closer. He could smell their hot, strong breath and see their insane, rolling eyes. Most of all, there were those sharp white fangs, less than a foot from his face. Now the killer dogs had almost reached him. They were only inches away from chewing him into raw hunks of bloody flesh. Solid Snake arched his back high. He snarled and growled, low in his throat, meanwhile staring hard at the lead dog with narrowed, angry eyes. Drawing his upper lip back, Hawley spat and yowled like a furious, giant cat. Just as they heard Hawley's unearthly sounds, the strong scent of the panther musk on his camouflage suit hit the dog's sensitive noses. Jungle Predator, a male panther, between the sounds and the smell, the Dobermans perceived Solid Snake as a big cat. 170 pounds of pure panther power, with incredibly strong teeth and claws sharp enough to rip a dog into confetti. The Dobermans skidded to a halt, yelping, then turned tail and rushed away, almost knocking each other over in their eagerness to escape. Laughing under his breath, Justin Hawley watched them go. Then Hawley's expression turned serious. He had some heavy work to do. Crouching low, he slipped silently, almost invisibly, across the clearing to the nearest truck about fifty yards away. He kept his eyes peeled for guards, but saw none. Empty. The truck stood empty. No guards, no dogs. On the seat in the truck's cab, a pair of powerful rubber-cased field binoculars had been left. Solid Snake's hands closed around them in triumph. The binoculars were the first piece of equipment he'd need. Now he was on his way. Should he commandeer this truck? No, the third truck, parked furthest from him, was closest to the gate of Outer Heaven. That was the most useful one. By the time he'd made his way over there, he'd know if any of the trucks were guarded. The second truck was, in fact, guarded. Inside the cab, the uniformed guard, a muscular man with a heavy black mustache, was drowsing in the front seat. Hawley came up behind him without a sound. The man only turned in his sleep, snoring. Two swift rabbit punches from Solid Snake's strong, quick fist, and the sleeping guard was out like a light, on a one-way ticket to Dreamland. One down. But was the sleeping guard alone? Guards almost always come in pairs. 
A sudden noise behind him made Holly turn. Another uniformed guard, tall and heavy, was leveling an automatic weapon at Solid Snake's stomach, growling something in a guttural language Holly didn't understand. But Justin could see the guard's finger tightening on the trigger. Lightning fast, Holly aimed a knee kick and connected. With a cry of pain, the big man went down, and an open-handed chop to his hairy neck finished him off for now. He lay still not even twitching. Solid Snake looked around. The overpowering of the two guards had been so swift and silent that no alarm had been raised. Yet. But it could happen at any moment. Should he take the guard's Kalashnikov automatic weapon? No. Hawley might encounter metal detectors on his way into the Outer Heaven compound. Better wait until I'm inside, he thought. But something else caught Justin Hawley's eye. He knelt down at the side of the fallen guard. Attached to the big man's uniform by a pin was a plastic card bearing that same strange insignia and encoded with a series of raised symbols. Hawley recognized it immediately as a keycard that might activate at least one of the electronic doors and gates of the Metal Gear base. The fallen man must be an officer to be authorized to carry a key. This was a real piece of luck. Solid Snake pocketed the keycard and moved rapidly toward the third truck. The third truck was empty and unguarded. It was parked fairly close to the gate of the base. Justin Hawley got behind the wheel and put the truck into low gear. The vehicle moved slowly toward the entrance of the base. Driving with one hand and feeling around on the front seat with the other, Solid Snake found a package of half-eaten rations. Evidently, the men must have recently had their breakfast. Cautiously, he took a nibble, tasted it, and made a face. Government-issued field rations are the same all over the world, he thought. They may be packed densely with nutrition and vitamins, but they taste like a cross between cat food and an old rubber tire. Even so, he chewed the rations quickly and swallowed grimly. No telling when he'd get another meal, and this so-called food would at least give him a quick energy boost. Also on the seat was a pack of cigarettes. Hawley reached for them, but drew his hand back. Could they be poisoned? His instincts told him that they could be a deadly trap, and even if the cigarettes contained no added poisons, they were deadly enough in themselves. He decided to leave them where they were, but he did take the matches. Matches could be used in many ways. The truck was at the gate now. Solid Snake slipped out of the driver's seat and crouched down, keeping the vehicle between him and the gate, while his quick eyes darted around, checking for guards. Two armed men were patrolling, but they were overconfident, talking to each other in that same strange language. They didn't expect to see Hawley, so they didn't see Hawley. He made himself into a shadow, as he'd been trained. Holding his breath, Solid Snake waited until they passed along to the far side of the electrified fence. Then Holly Duck walked up to the gate, looking for the electronic lock. When he reached it, he stood up. This was it. Would the keycard in his hand be the one that opened this locked gate, or would the alarm go off, bringing guards running from all sides? Only one way to find out. Holly pressed the embossed side of the card against the lock. For a split second, nothing happened. Then, a click. The gate opened, 
and Holly ran inside, swifter than a shadow, and just as invisible. I don't know if you're copying, but I'm in, he whispered into the homing device, the compass he'd been carrying. No radio, so no response. Once again, Justin wondered if anyone back at command could hear him. Maybe the compass was defective. Maybe the transmission channel was blocked or scrambled. Maybe. Who knew? The possibilities for a mess-up were almost endless. What he didn't know was that although the compass was really just a compass, he was transmitting, after all, through a hidden micro-radio that had been sewn into his sleeve back at the base. He's in, Commander South announced, his eyes on the large computer screen. Heaven help him, whispered General West. <laughs>